The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but they make you smile. And isn't it enough already? Smile already. I mean, goodness gracious, we need good toothpaste just so we can smile. I'm telling you. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think, hopefully before this live show is over. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't for those of us that listen a lot and do nothing. That's not a good thing, though. We're supposed to be doers of the word and not hearers. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Because God said so. That's why. Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Living this life, not always easy. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. That should be enough for you. We have no idea what's going to happen. That also should be enough for you. And we don't care. And I'm in a good mood today. Yeah, I'm feeling it today. I just want to let you know, for the next few minutes, we're going to talk faith. With one another. A couple of things I want to tell you right off the bat. We're going to examine living life as a Christian, going through that process. And one of the things that I've had the privilege by the grace of God to do is to know that this fellowship that we have, this fellowship, is a blessing from the Lord. It's a blessing for some people to hear it. It's a blessing for me to share it. It's a blessing for us to connect together, to pray for one another, to strengthen one another. And that's one of our premises. We are not your church. And that's one of the things that I've really been, uh, I know it sounds terrible to say it, but we're not your church. We're fellowship. We're here to encourage one another, all from different denominational backgrounds, all from different ages, from different places. We've all come to this place together to say, Jesus, you're the answer. Help us. That's what it is. And so if you can get on board with that, you'll have a great time. And if you hate that, you won't like the show. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is you have an opportunity to reach out. And you can reach out directly to us. You can call us at 972-445-0770. Now, when you call, 972-445-0770, it's Captain Chris that answers the phone. And when he answers the phone, you know, because he is Captain Chris, that you are sailing in the right direction. That's what you need. So don't forget that number and don't be afraid. I promise when you dial it, it will not do anything weird that we know of. And that number again is 972-445-0770. You can text us live during the show, 214-210-8483. 
That's 214-210-8483. You can also email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org, which, of course, and importantly, leads us to the website. Now, before we get there, let me say something. I was uh, I was corrected, not corrected, but uh, um informed by one of our uh, newer listeners that there's nowhere for them to be able to send a check because I am lame and do not tell people how to send checks for ministry. Now, you know whose fault that is? Mine. You know what you do when you do it wrong? You own it. Like, oh yeah, that's me. Totally me. So on the website that we're going to give you the address for, there's a way to contact. It says contact Dave. The address is under contact Dave. So I'm just telling you that. Until we get it all looking a little better and doing a little better, I was also informed by my son, whom I love and adore because he's my child, but he also works for a company that does a lot of website stuff. He said, Dad, your website looks like you're like a, a madman. Can you do something to kind of you know make it look like people don't have to come knocking on my door to check you out kind of thing? It's like, sure. So we're going to make some improvements to the website. But if you go to the website and you want to send a check, you just go to Contact Dave. In the meantime, for the rest of you, you can go to He Must Increase dot org website he must increase dot org he must increase dot o-r-g email david at he must increase dot org facebook he must increase ministry youtube he must increase ministry all right now that's for if you uh, want to reach out to us you can also do a prayer request there you can have it be private you can call in the show and ask for prayer but you can also do it privately through the website we want you to be aware of that a couple things to let you know so i want to kind of catch you up real quickly on myself so you know that uh, things aren't uh, exploding uh, i was a little ill earlier this week i came in on monday got sick monday night uh tuesday was uh doing better wednesday was at the doctor doctor said you're fine fine as far as i'm concerned get out of here and uh then he charged me for that. I'm not sure that's fair. Anyway, I feel great today. I did physical therapy on the leg. I got two more weeks, and then I won't have crutches anymore. <laughs> Praise God. And then, uh, let's see, four weeks after that, I won't have the brace. <laughs> and so I'm pretty happy about all that stuff going on right now. I'm doing great. Don't have fever. Don't have COVID. Don't have nothing. What I have is a desire to draw closer to the Lord, and I think you all do as well, to be strengthened in Him Every one of us knows that seven times a righteous man falls, and seven times he gets back up. That's where we stand. All right, so if you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, if you have an answer to trivia, which we'll do in the next segment, if you have a prayer request or a praise report, reach out to us. We'll do our best to accommodate and be a blessing for you in that. In the meantime, I'm going right to the text because, baby, this text is so good, I'm exploding. This is one of the great texts, and people preach this, and they get all really upset because they have different points of view, and it's like, if you don't catch the main meaning first, you're blowing it all together. So first, let's start off with a sound, because this is a little bit of rambling going on. Well, I'm rambling, 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 you should just remember that for the next 90 minutes. That might really help you. Here we go. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Don't say it, Dave. Yes. Verse 17. Then we who are still alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so will we always 
be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Never has a text been ripped apart in so many different directions and lost its most potent element, which we will get to in the next segment. But let's at least look at it and be honest about it. I don't care. I can can say this really nicely. I'm in a good mood, so please take it the right way. I don't care. Okay. Uh, I don't care if you're premillennial, amillennial, postmillennial. I don't care if you're manifold millennialist. That's what I am. Most of you don't even know what that is. Don't worry. It's okay. Most of the professors don't at college either, so it's okay. Uh, it doesn't matter whether you're uh, pre, mid, post rapture. I don't care if you're dispensationalist. I don't care about any of that. Here's what I care about. But the scripture says is then we who are still alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. There is a promise that when Jesus cracks the sky, and that's what you got to think about. Just think about everything's going fine all of a sudden. And just think about this. And yeah, this will blow your mind. Nobody knows how the Lord will do it. But when he comes, he's not coming to like America first. And then he's going to go, all right, now I'm going to China. Oh, okay, now I'm going over here. When he comes, every eye will see him. You think, well, how's that possible? Just keep in mind who's in charge. It's God. He's in charge. He created the planet. If he wants to flip it so everybody can see it at the same time, he will. That's up to him. And when Jesus comes and cracks the sky, it says that those of us who are still alive, who are left, Now, the people that are left when he comes, there's nothing wrong with any of them. They haven't done anything wrong. The timing is just that the Lord is coming at that moment, and some people have passed on, and some people haven't. Most of us live our lives in hope, and if you read, for a thousand years, they hoped that the Lord would return and that the the rapture would take place and we would go up to the Lord and be with the Lord. By the way, the word rapture is not in the Bible, so let's not make that argument, but neither is the word trinity, but you can't deny either of those concepts. It's ridiculous. But you don't have to make an entire scenario around it. That's a whole separate element. What we are talking about is when the Lord returns, and when he breaks through the sky, if you're alive, whoop, you're done. And you are caught up. And it is done. And yes, just be honest. You want that one little moment where you can turn to the person who always mocked you and go, uh-huh. <laughs> you want to be able to do it. You won't. It won't happen. You won't care. It won't matter any lo- anymore. But this has got nothing to do with, and I want to make sure people don't misunderstand, that people who are left when he comes, it's not because those people are there. They're just alive when Jesus cracks the sky. What's wrong with that? That's perfect. I'd like to see it. I mean, if you're going to give me a choice, Dave, I'll give you a choice. You can be in the ground, or you can be alive, and then I'll come, and then you'll see it all happen. What, what would you prefer? I'd like to see it, right? Even... Though, if I've already passed, I'm actually coming with him, and we'll see it from a different angle. I want to see him crack the sky. I want to see it. It's something that just moves me. It's like it changes everything. You know what it is? It's the stamp. It's the stamp that says we were right to believe. That's what it is. You see, the, the whole premise on this is If we're wrong as Christians and everybody just dies, there's no loss for anybody. Nothing happens. But if we're right, then uh, the people that believe are going to go into something wonderful, and the people that don't are not going to go into something wonderful, and something will happen. 
well, him cracking this guy, that's a little bit of our justification. It's a little bit of our pronouncement. Yeah, we were right. It is so. Let it be. Amen. Right? All right. Let you be an excitement for you. The Lord is coming again. When? Sooner than you think he is. All right, we're going to take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Most of my life, it feels like I've been running. Here we go. Let me give you an update on Easton Scott. A lot of tough stuff that my daughter and my son-in-law have been going through. Uh, I did send an email out. I don't know if, Julie, if you got the email or not. I did. send it out to everybody. So he was going through 20 and 30 seizures per episode, and they've got that down to a dramatically less amount. But the sad news is that from a medical point of view— uh, Easton does not, it does not appear as, according to the doctors, that he will be able to speak or will be able to care for himself. Oh. And so what the result of that is, is that Julianne and Jared, my son-in-law and my daughter, have recognized that God has put them in a position to be the best parents, to love Easton Scott with all that they can and give them the best life that they can. But while that's going on, they're not going to stop believing that something can change. And the doctors even said... This is territory we don't even know. Right, because this, this is a problem that not very many people have had. So Very few. Everybody is different. Yeah, and, they're, and they're, they have like 230 total cases in the world that they have records on, which is like, so they're like, we don't know. Right. And it's like, so I, I just want to read this one thing my daughter wrote. It's a fantastic. She wrote this, uh, you know, it's not easy to sit there and write a Facebook post that tells all the things you've been going through. And so I'm not going to read everything, but I'm going to read the last paragraph because I thought that was really significant. She wrote, scientifically, Easton does not have much of a chance. His best case scenario is he may possibly be able to walk and say three to five words one day. But God can help him. He's not afraid of impossible odds. And if Easton is healed one day, there will be no question as to where it comes from. It will not be because of therapy. It will not be because of medication or diet. It will be because of God's undeniable healing power. So in the meantime, we choose to raise a hallelujah and trust in God. Ladies and gentlemen, that is faith. Now, the the idea that it's going to be simple and everything's going to be great and they're trying to make pie in the sky, that doesn't exist at all. If you read this, and, and I think Wonder Julie can attest to it, she tells you this is ugly. This, right. this is a not a good situation. It's going to change our lives. He's never going to be able to be unattended. It doesn't look good. And, you know, as a parent, you're heartbroken. They have two other children. They don't want to have any loss in their communication with their kids, but they're going to have to give extra attention. They were going to have a fourth child. They're not sure they're going to do that now. So you got a lot of things in play. But what you can't deny is that my? I, I will take. I won't take credit, but I'll stand in there as a grandparent and as a parent and say. What a fantastic position of faith that my daughter has grown into. She has made the determination that she will do the best that she can as a human being to give this child the best life she can, and she will not quit hoping. Oh, welcome back. 
to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMEN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here's your first trivia question. I am not starting with an easy one. Oh, no, no. What did Solomon's men bring back to him when they sailed back from Ophir? That's O-P-H-I-R, Ophir. What did Solomon's men bring back to him? I will tell you this one thing that will help you. Here's your, here's your, do, do we have a, like a Jeopardy thingy for a little clue? Uh, let me know if we do. Do we have one? All right. Here's your clue. Ready? Wait, hold on. Here's your clue. Okay. Because I don't want you to get it wrong. We need this clue. Yeah. You got one? Go ahead. Okay. Here you go. Okay. Okay. That's good. All right. What is precious metal? What is precious metal? Okay. There you go. What is precious metal? <laughs> like that? That's pretty good. That's a good way to do it. Uh, if you, where's my piece of paper that I put aside? Uh, if you, I'm banging stuff on the on the desk. Oh, it's okay. Uh, if you want to, you can call in nine seven two Al is uh, Al and Joy nailing it down. Nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. Except for Samson's calling in on that line instead of the he's calling in on the uh, on the text line. So Samson, you got to call on the. You got to call on the 972 line, Samson. Uh, 972-445-0770. Call that line. Uh, or, or you can text in 214-210-8483. And then in, also you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. It's a precious metal. I think you guys can. You know, it's not that hard, right? right? And by precious metal, I don't mean pizza. Okay? So let's not, you know, it's a precious metal. Like pizza. Okay, that's not. Uh, somebody's calling in now. I'm sure it's him. Is it Samson? Of course it is. All right, ready to send him over. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. It's your friend Samson. How are you, brother? Hey, I'm I'm good. I am glad to hear that. Now you got to tell me now because you did call on in the other lines. I had to tell you. Yeah. Well, I, I know you're not. In a good mood, so I'm gonna give you a joke. Okay. All right. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. nice. That's a good way to do that. But you, <laughs> okay. okay. Do you want to do the well, answer first, or you want to do the joke uh, first? Yes. Okay. On the day of judgment, uh, there was a a taxi driver from New York showed up, and uh, the pearly gate of the heaven, like a uh, Saint Peter, asked him, "Hey, what's your name?" And he said, "Oh, my name is Joe." So say so. Saint Peter saw. Uh, the list and say, hey, Joe, okay, well, welcome. And he gave him a white robe with a purple sash and a golden big crown. And then the next person was a, uh, somebody, Reverend Jesse. And he was thinking, wow, I'm going to get even the bigger one. But, but St. Peter said, hey, what's your name? And he said, oh, my name is Reverend Jesse. I said, St. Peter, check the list. And uh, I said, okay. So he gave him a, a robe, not a nicer one, but just the ordinary one and an ordinary sasha, and uh, a very small wooden crown. And he said, well, no, I, I think, St. Peter, you are making a mistake. I'm Reverend Jesse. I led the biggest church and uh, all the people I led to Christ. And he said, well, Reverend Jesse, I'm going to tell you, the reason this guy got this bigger crown because he was better than you. Say, how come? 
I preach sermon to thousands and millions of people. He said, yeah, St. Peter said, yeah, that's true. But whenever you preach, people often sleep during the sermon. But whenever this guy drives his uh, this taxi, people pray to God to help them. <laughs> there you go! <laughs> That's right. The taxi driver does more good to have people reach out to God than the minister of the big church. Like it. Good job, my brother. <laughs> okay. All right, now you got to answer. Well, no, the... because he was a scary driver. He's so a scary driver. And I've, come, I've been so it with those guys. For their life. I've been <laughs> with those guys. Well, if you're real, show up. I, know, I was in New York one time doing a, a, a thing with the sports <laughs> management, and this taxi driver with this car we're in, he drove on almost the opposite, on the on the top part of the service line to get past the traffic. <laughs> I was like, going, what are you? doing <laughs> it's like crazy that's so funny all right my good friend you gotta answer this and uh, then i gotta roll uh, the answer is uh, silver or gold i have none but i have jesus i can give it to you yeah, but, it's uh, gold. the answer is it's a silver it's it's the answer is gold that came gold. from Austria. that's okay, right gold. good job all right brother thank you all right God and bless. I'm praying for you, okay? Thank you, brother. I appreciate right. it. I love you, brother. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. There's our good brother, Samson. All right. Let me get into the text. We want to get into this. Here's the biggest thing I want to say, because I don't want this to be controversial. I want it to be very simple. Listen, when you're reading this text in, in 1 Thessalonians 4, 17 and 18, somebody looks at how its approaches or its systems are different, who cares? How could you possibly care about it? Listen to what the words say. Listen to what they say. Then we who are still alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so will we always be with the Lord. That, let me just make sure you understand, that line, that's the hope of the church. I'm going to say something that a lot of you are going to get upset about. I'm not saying it to irritate you. I'll do that tomorrow. The, the, The rapture that may lead into a literal millennium. The millennium would not be the hope of the church. What the hope of the church is in the rapture is that we will always be with the Lord. Do not forget that whatever the systems are and whatever they become and whatever it develops into, and I have no problem understanding fully any of the eschatological theological frameworks at all. They're all great, but they're all based on this premise. At the, at the sound of the trumpet, at the voice of the archangel, when we rise to the Lord or when we are transformed to the Lord— we will then forever always be with the Lord. Why that's important is for us to understand this. It is the best way to say that there will never again be a moment of separation from him. Not even a moment, not even a second, not a millisecond. You will never be away from the Lord again. That is the hope of the church. And then he says in verse 18, therefore, encourage one another with these words. This isn't a mandate to do something different. This is supposed to be, boy, when that happens, I'm going to be with Jesus. He's going to be with me. I'm never going to be separated. There's nothing that's going to separate me from him again. It's over. Program over. I don't care how he makes it. I don't care how it flushes out. I don't care how it pans out. Who cares? I just want to be with the Lord. 
And so will we always be with the Lord. You see, the whole process, the second coming of Jesus, the whole of the system behind it is for the purpose of encouragement. It is there to encourage us. What's the encouragement? Once you get, once you get up there, once you're there, it's oh, it's gone, it's over. That's it. Patty's starting. Somebody put the music on. Right? I mean, this like this like the greatest thing. And people are they get worried about well, how will the systematics of this work out? Will it be functional air conditioning on on the earth? Will it change this? You will be with the Lord. <laughs> will I be this? Will I be that? Well, you will be with the Lord. Who cares? Don't you get it? It'll be like being back in the Garden of Eden. Uh, okay. That's I'll take that all day long, thing. No more shame, no more separation, no more despair, no more bad news ever. No, 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 ever. Well, see, but Dave, at the end of the thousand years, they rebel. And da, 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 da. It doesn't say anywhere in any of that system at all, everybody gets depressed and cries and weeps. But it says, you'll be with the Lord forever. Yay. And guess what? He never loses. You think he's losing? 2,000 years later. A carpenter still has a kingdom advancing. There's not one entity of mankind that can make that claim. Still, 2,000 years there. Took 12 guys. Four of them were fishermen. Forgot that. It's like if he's got a 12. Hey, you, you work in the dock? Come here. Hey, you work in the dock? Come here. Hey, you're ditching? You, you're digging the holes? Come here. Hey, you come here. You come here. Change the world. <laughs> Human governments. Daniel's prophecy and his dream. Absolutely fulfilled. That's why Jesus is the stone. He's the rock. He's that confession that Peter made. Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. What does that mean? Everything. And that's what's great. That's what's glorious. And why I say that to you is I don't care. I, I encourage you to get caught and have fun in it and try and figure it out. Have a great time. Don't make it an issue of fellowship. That's just stupid. Okay? There's no – you don't do stuff like that. That's just dumb. You take your position. Hold it firm before you and the Lord. There's no reason to change it. There's no reason to 86 somebody out of your fellowship circle because they don't see it exactly the same way you do unless you want everybody to be just like you. Gosh, I thought we wanted everybody to be just like Jesus. I must have missed something there in the memo. But the bottom line is, great, but make sure that these are words of encouragement, words that bless you, and something to look forward to. And, oh, by the way, in spite of all the graphs and the maps and everything, and everybody says this must happen and this must happen, nobody's going to tell God when the, when the button goes. Nobody. When the button goes, the button goes. You really want to understand that? Just go read Daniel chapter 4 about six times in a row. And you'll go, you know what? Nobody knows, and God will just do whatever he wants. That's the answer because he rules in the affairs, right? Okay. All right, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break, top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Just as I this KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ 
and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Do you think it's been, organizational leadership has been a good thing for church leaders? Well, it, oh. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's a penetrating question. The answer is very simple. If used correctly to add value to people and serve others, it's a good thing. If used incorrectly, it's not a good thing. And, uh, you know, when people talk about everything rises and falls on leadership, I teach them often that it rises, but it also falls. And nothing is better than for people to have a good leader, and nothing's worse than for people to have a bad leader. And the, to me, what, what makes servant leadership work is this. Most leaders put themselves first before their people. And so it is a me uh, motivation as far as leading what's in it for me. Uh, I, I travel internationally with my uh, company, Equip, and, and uh, in fact, I'll, I'll leave Sunday for Guatemala. In fact, I'll be meeting next week with the president and the cabinet of Guatemala. And when I'm, when I'm with these leaders alone, David, alone, I mean, no, no handlers, no media, nothing, but just alone, the question I ask them, which is, I think, the true servant leadership question is, Will the people be at, better off after you've served your term as a leader than they were before you got there? Wow. And, and I think that's, and, and when the answer is yes, you have been a good leader, it has been a good thing. Organizational leadership, good thing. When the answer is no, bad leader, bad thing.